Are we on? I think so. I think we might. <laughs> oh, look at that. The camera, the Mevo, doesn't know the difference between me and the t-shirt. What do you think about that? Oh, problems. Problems. I see some very silly Mevo work coming up this episode. But uh, what are you going to do? It's Tuesday. We're living the dream. That's what I can tell you. That's what I'm doing. I'm living the dream. Um, oh, boy. Now I'm trying to get the dream to be a reality. Free roaming pants, keys, free range. You're going free range with your with your pants. Is this thing on? I think it is on, Ed. I think this thing is... Oh, man. I see what the Mevo's doing. It doesn't know. It doesn't know the difference between me and the other thing. Uh, hello, Bob. Good to see you. Uh, good to see you. Now I'm... I'm one of the attendees, and I'm also uh, the broadcaster. Okay, Rich, perfect thing. Just got your pants off, checking your iPad. Excellent. Uh, it's awesome shirt day, uh, possibly pick. Yeah. Christopher, greetings. Um, Dave's here. Rich is here. Let's get this party started. It's already started. Went out to breakfast today with my friend, Alan Havey. Haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> right in the fresh crotch shots. Yeah, well, it's just keeping it fresh, Ed. Just keeping it fresh. This is what... Uh, who was it that told us to do this? Was it uh, um, Ron Howard? I think it was Ron Howard who said, we got to keep it fresh. you got to keep it fresh. you got to keep it fresh, even though... Um, I think it's just me. I don't think Lady Jerry's going to make it in here. She's right in the house. She's right over there in the house. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Um... I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to alt. I'm gonna have to turn off the autopilot because because this shirt is really um, confusing the. Uh, um, oh, there we go. Find faces, live follow. Okay, I just turned off the autopilot. I don't know what. I don't know if that. I don't know how much different that's gonna make things, but uh, <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see how different that makes things. Oh, it still is following me. It's finding faces. If it goes to the shirt again, I'm going to have to change it again. Sharon, greetings. Hello. Um, so, what have I got here? Yeah, Ron, Ron Howard. That's who told us to keep it fresh. Opie. Um, well, look, I'm sure he hates being called Opie, but it's not my problem to please Ron Howard. I'm, I'm barely trying to please myself. Um, <laughs> Keys wants to know if uh, Dave's got a sail on the kayak yet. I'm curious about that. Um, let's get some wind power going. Okay, Samuel is called to serve God. This is an interesting story in the Bible here. Hannah was one of two wives of Elkanah. Penina had children. That's one of the other wives. This is the way the children's Bible is, this was very confusing when I read it earlier today. Penina had children, but even though Elkanah loved her, Hannah had none. So Elkanah loves Hannah, but they don't have any children. Every year, uh, they went to pray at Shiloh, where the Ark of the Covenant was kept. Shiloh, who knew? Is that in Kentucky? I think it might be. Um, where the Ark of the Covenant was kept, and everywhere, every year, Penina would mock Hannah because she had no children. Now, that is not good sister-wife behavior. Uh, as anyone can tell you. Uh, if you are two wives sharing a husband, the, the one wife should not be making fun of the other wife. Uh, it's not It's not good team play. 
it just is no good. But one night Hannah went to the temple and prayed to God, Lord, please send me a son, and I promise to devote his life to your service. So she prays. Eli, the high priest, watched her praying. Then he blessed her as she left. May God grant your wish, he said. So, Eli stepping in to help Hannah out, have a kid. She wants to have a kid so that Penina will get off her case. Uh, In due course, Hannah gave birth to a son who she called Samuel. Hannah nursed the child. Then, not forgetting her promise to God, she took Samuel to the temple and gave him to Eli to look after. So, what do you even want a kid for if you're giving it away to a priest to look after? And I think... These are early days in the priest business, but uh, still, it's a real coin toss of what's going to happen. But uh, she she has a kid, she nurses it, then when she's done, she gives it to the priest to serve God. Why did she even want to have this kid? And did Panina get off her back? We never find that out. Hannah brought with her a little coat uh, for Samuel. Every year, she came with her husband to pray at Shiloh and brought a little coat for Samuel. So she, so she does see him once a year when she brings him a new little coat. Uh, Eli cared for him lovingly and brought him up to obey God's word, as you would expect a priest to do. Um, the child grew as straight and true as Eli's own sons were dishonest and sly. Eli's got two sons that are dishonest and sly. This is the type of guy, priest, who uh, Hannah has entrusted with her son. So Eli's already crapped the bed on two other kids, and now she's in charge of Samuel. But Samuel is devoted to God. One night, Samuel was awakened by a voice calling his name. Here I am, uh, the voice said. He jumped to his bed to see what Eli wanted. I didn't call you, said the old man. Go back to bed. But in a short while, the boy heard the voice again, Samuel, Samuel. And again he went to Eli, but the priest assured him that he had not spoken. It's not me, son. Get this through your head. Could be one of those other two lame-ass boys playing a joke on you. The third time Samuel heard the voice, Eli told him, it must be the voice of God. Finally, the penny drops for Eli. It's the voice of God. Oh, 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 that's right. Um, Your mom promised that you would uh, devote your life to God, and then I took charge of you to see that that happens. Well, finally, pick up the phone. It's God on the line. So Samuel lay down in the dark and waited. Samuel, Samuel. Lord, the child replied, I'm your servant, ready to listen. The sons of Eli are evil men. This is God talking. The sons of Eli are evil men. We already know this. Uh, You must tell their father that they cannot serve as priests or be pardoned for their wickedness. Wow. Tough news. Tough news for Eli. And God is... God's putting it on Samuel. I don't get why God couldn't just call Eli and go, Hey, these boys you got, you got problems. You need to get on the job with that. Uh, but uh, that's not how God operates. The next morning, Samuel told Eli what God had said. So be it, said Eli. It's the word of the Lord. So Eli doesn't try and go to bat for his sons at all, doesn't try and change his child-rearing techniques. He's ready to just put Samuel in charge of everything. Uh, I feel like this is another This is another one where I'm not... I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I feel like there was an easier way for God to accomplish some of this stuff. But, 
God's not known for the easy way. He does things the hard way a lot, um, and a lot of times that 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 comes down the chain of the of command. Things got to get done the hard way. Um, oh, I should add, and enter the dragon room of mirrors. You're saying, Bob, this thing will really melt down. Then, yeah, I bet it will. Um, Rachel, it's 90 degrees, Dave, and you were just driving in your 914 and swim trunks. Oh, yeah, the Porsche wagon uh, on the back of Corinth, on the black Corinthian vinyl. Um, Rachel, you're looking forward to the letter from Grandma. What is Grandma's first name? Uh, is, has that ever been mentioned? Her first name is Dorothy, like in The Wizard of Oz. Um, I don't think she was so crazy about her first name, though. But uh, that was that was her first name, Dorothy. So this was all before God really nailed down the creating everyone in their image, Dave. Well, you know, look, if if we if we could understand the world, we wouldn't need uh, priests to explain it for for us. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know what I don't know I don't know how the, all that works. So today's letter from Grandma, as we're getting on with it, well. We're a little ways through the show. I do get that I started a little bit late. Um, Dorothy Le- Letterman's mom's name. Oh, I've had forgotten about that. Interesting pick. That's an interesting factoid. Um, so today's letter from Grandma is from, well, you can check the postmark or you can just check the letter. Grandma conveniently puts the date on all of her letters. And this one, it's a nice one. Um, so today's letter is from September um, 21. Well, the, the letter is dated September 21, 1983. But <laughs> at the top of the page, it says calendar states September 20, uh, or the, the letter is dated September 21, but uh, calendar states September 23rd is the first day of autumn. So I don't know if that changes every year, but I don't think it does. Um, I think we're talking about the autumnal uh, equinox. Uh, is that right? I think that's what it's called. So, first day of autumn, and it is cold. Frost was predicted last night, and tonight, even maybe showers and a few snowflakes. September 21st, 1983. Uh, Do you suppose it will warm up after it freezes for a few days? Monday was real warm. I'm sorry I haven't written before. Well, of course she has written before, but she doesn't mean re- she means recently. It was a very hot summer, although the grass needed mowing about every week. So in spite of the heat, the grass was still growing. Uh, I really don't know what we did. The tomatoes ripened so fast when it was hot. Charlotte canned a few, and she has thrown out two jars full. She thought they looked spoiled. The rabbits ate off the beets. We had several nice cabbages. The string beans were good. And we have nice carrots. Hmm. But something got into the cucumber vines and they died. But someone gave us a cucumber and also gave us a quart of refrigerator cucumber pickles. And they are good. So it's not... It's not a real sad story, this lack of cucumbers in their household. They made up for it. Good neighbors make for good living. 
uh, Sue and your mom brought Grandma and Grandpa Johansson home after her birthday, and Charlotte sent one cabbage home with her. Well, there's nothing Grandma Johansson likes more than a nice takeaway cabbage. Charlotte and Pauline and I signed a lease to drill for oil, but I wonder if they'll find any. That's on the uh, Kansas. They've got some few couple hundred acres in Kansas, and they did find oil, and it and it uh, and it, I, think, I think it was not a, not a not a crap not Saudi Arabia kind of oil, but uh, <laughs> but take a nice little vacation oil. Pauline said, "That's my mom. Your comedy act was good, and she liked it." I'm glad people like it. Uh, thought you were going to Washington State for a week and give your acts. Is that right? It was right. I did go up to Seattle for, uh, I think I was up there for two weeks. I, yeah, that was, that was quite a trip. Now, isn't this interesting? Going up to Seattle again in just a few weeks. Will you still work as a waiter when you get back to San Francisco in the same restaurant or not? And the answer is... I would. Who takes care of Gracie the cat? Are there so many people out of work? My roommate Paul took care of Gracie, and I didn't really notice a lot of unemployment. But then again, I was in my 20s pursuing a career in show business. I hope Sue likes school in England. Pauline will miss her after being home all summer. She's also helped her read because it takes a little longer. Sue has dyslexia, so my mom read a lot of her books for her. We found a penny for your birthday year, so maybe Pauline can put it in your book sometime. She said you took your book with you, September 22nd. It didn't freeze last night. Oh, no, September 22nd. It didn't freeze last night. That, that was some late-breaking news in the letter. Donald Call doesn't write for the Des Moines Register anymore. He lives in Washington, D.C. I don't know why I needed to know that. Our centennial was nice. Service for church in a large tent. Uh... Past teachers were introduced one day, pageant-style show, arts and crafts, and church book with pictures of people who attend groups and activities. Lots of love, Grandma. Nice. Um, Dave, you're saying you're from Kansas and uh, getting asked about Dorothy never gets old? Yeah, I get it. Uh, all right, so Charlotte's letter I thought was pretty pretty nice for this one, too. Uh how are you getting along? Your mom said you were going to Seattle sometime for a booking. Your mom's birthday is Saturday, September 24th. Did you send her a card? Grandma Plug's birthday is October 9th. It would mean a lot uh, to both of them if you could send them a 13-cent card saying happy birthday. They're only 13 cents. A 13-cent card. That's all we ask. Um, <laughs> uh, your grandpa, uh, Johansson's birthday is October 28th. Did you get the $10 bill I mailed you in your birthday card? You could buy a lifetime supply of 13 cent postcards with that. She doesn't say that. Uh, beautiful weekend here. We have had cool weather the last few days. I have another stray cat here. He's all gray. Write sometime. Hope all is well with you. Love, Charlotte. Nice. And that's your letter from Grandma for the day. Um, Oh, you're cutting out like crazy today, Dave? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. Um, Charlotte, Aunt Charlotte is my mother's sister. 
Um, and these letters are from my grandma, that's my mother's, my, my mother's mother. Um, but Charlotte was quite a bit older than my mother, I think 14 years older than my mother. Um, and there was a time in my life where I actually thought that, uh, that there was some weird thing that, uh, Charlotte was actually my mother's mother and that she had a teen pregnancy that then they, but I don't think that's what happened. Uh, but that was a good little story that I told myself, um, one time. What would Belinda do if you discovered oil in your backyard? <laughs> Is she against fossil fuels? Pick. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we haven't drilled for oil here in my backyard, but in my other backyard that I of the house I lived in when I first met uh, Belinda, uh, I did have some kind of... There was, along with the property, there was an oil lease that had been signed over to Exxon or somebody like that. And so every once in a while I'd get a check for $23.72 or $34.92.95, something like that. Um, so I have, I have, I have in the, in my, in my life, I've experienced being an oil tycoon. Uh, not, it wasn't, it wasn't enough for me to retire, obviously. And when I sold the house, I lost my oil rights. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Th we don't have oil rights here, but that maybe they were already sold. Replacement uh, converts are in short supply, and could derail us for a while. Oh, I'm not sure what you're talking about there, Ed. Um, oh, Ed, you're saying it's always freaky to see oil wells around the apartments in Long Beach. Yeah, well, when you drive around LA, it's it is crazy. Um, Wow, Ed, you ordered a shield to protect your catalytic converter uh, on your Prius? Is that is that to, it's, that's not to keep it from getting stolen? That's to keep it from getting too hot in the summer. Man, what what do they think of next? Um, well, we're not quite ready for seize the day, so why don't we take a little question from the question box? How does technology increase your enjoyment of life? Well, we're doing it, baby. Technology is increasing this enjoyment of my life. Although the Mevo is stymied by this T-shirt, and also, um, and also a little bit janky. So, what technology gives and takes at the same time—that's that's sad. Um, oh, Ed. The, so the so the shield is to keep the catalytic converter from getting stolen. Yeah, I'm surprised that we don't all have shields on our catalytic converters now. We had a rumor that that was going on here in the neighborhood. Uh, John, you're saying it must be nice to have an oil well in your backyard, dollars, dollars, dollars. Well, as I just explained, it wasn't that many dollars. And also, the oil well wasn't in my backyard. It was somewhere else. This was the, I don't know if you've seen, uh, what's that movie with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio? But uh, they were drinking my milkshake from elsewhere is what was going on. But uh, they were paying me for it. So, unlike in that movie, where Daniel Day-Lewis is going to drink Leonardo DiCaprio's milkshake, and I don't think he was going to pay him for it, I was getting paid. Although, not a lot. And also, I had no way of knowing how much of my milkshake uh, was being dr drank, drunk, or drank, drankin'. <laughs> drankin'. You want to give somebody a spankin' for drankin' your milkshake. I could have been a rapper. Uh, 
What's one technology uh, I would like to go away? Pick is asking. Ah, what technology would I like to go away? Oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what technology I'd give up. There's certainly some problems with social media. I, and I do get that we're on social media and arguably the mother of all the worst social medias right now. But um, the Book of Faces... That's where the that's where the demographics of the peoples of me are. Although I do, I have to say, Instagram is pretty pretty nice. Uh, I don't know what technology I would get rid of. <sighs> hmm. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. There will be blood. Yeah, that's the name of that movie. There will be blood. That's where they drink your milkshake. Uh, you get about fifty dollars every month, or three from your fractional oil well ownership goes up when the gas price goes up. Well, of course. It does not cover the offset of what you pay for gas. Oh, it's just fun to say you have an oil well in Kansas. Yeah, um, you can't beat that mailbox money, I don't think. The Prius, Prius two houses down from you had their catalytic converter stolen, Ed, uh, about 90 seconds on their ring camera video. Wow! They really stole that uh, catalytic converter. And it's there. are they reselling the catalytic converter as a whole thing, or are they gutting out some... There's some metal in there that they want, isn't there? It's platinum or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, this is the kind of human beings. We designed the catalytic converter per- to protect ourselves from our own automobiles, and then uh, and then we steal, we steal the catalytic converters from each other, and now we have to protect ourselves from each other, stealing our catalytic converters, which we installed to protect ourselves from our worst impulses to drive cars back and forth to the Walgreens uh, to get our muscle relaxants. That's what Lady Jerry did today. She went to Walgreens to get some muscle relaxants because she's having some uh, TMJ and uh, she wants to uh, she wants to relax that. So uh, it is the metal inside, Dave is confirming. Yes, that's nice. You used to hollow out cats in your turbo cars and toss that crap. I'm not sure what that means, but it sounds terrible. They sell them for $300 to $500, cost $3,000 to buy a new catalytic converter. Insurance pays for most of us. Wow. That, that's uh, terrible. <laughs> Dave, it took you way more than 90 seconds. Well, you're probably out of practice in stealing catalytic converters. You you know, it's not just 10,000 hours of practice to become good at stealing catalytic converters. It's 10,000 hours of deliberate practice, uh, focused, conscious practice, quality practice. So, if you're just out there stealing catalytic converters while you're high on uh, meth or some other kind of goofer, uh, you're not getting the quality practice and you're never going to get your time down to 90 seconds. You have to be sober and uh, you have to have your tools laid out properly. I don't know what tools you use to steal a catalytic converter, but that's not what I'm into. Um, All right. I think it's almost time for Seize the Day. Now, tomorrow, as promised, we've got uh, the lizard... Lizard King Conspiracy of all time. We've also got some, uh, I think, Bearded Dragon Lizard Facts. It's going to be quite a hump day. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about you guys. Um, oh, a little... Oh, here's your, here's your tool list. Ed's got the tool list. If you're listening or you're playing this, playing the home game of catalytic converters, little car jack and a battery-powered sawzall. Bingo. You're in business. Um... 
<laughs> David, you're saying anybody pick up a cat? They're already hollow. Well, they're sort of hollow. Well, we're all really sort of a donut, really. You get the top hole and the bottom hole, and then in between, it's hollow or empty. But it's not. It doesn't seem empty. Um, <laughs> John, uh, you're saying you like the technology. You like that technology allows you to dig up old articles and photos and clips using the flimsiest of clues, stuff that used to be lost in the ether. Yeah, that is kind of fun. It is kind of fun that you can answer all of these questions that we used to have to table or get in a fist fight at uh, about at the table. Now you can just type into your phone and know the answer. Although there are some junk morons out there polluting our precious, precious internet with uh, their flat earth theories and their ridiculous uh, stolen election crapo. Uh, Anyway, it's time for Seize the Day. Let's seize the day. It's a Tuesday. Uh, I feel like this has been a great Tuesday for me. I seized it. Um, Had lunch with my friend Alan Havey today. He's back at work on the show Billions. He's flying to New York to... to, uh, film the show and also doing sets of the Comedy Cellar. So if you're in New York City, go down to the Comedy Cellar uh, and see my friend Alan Havey when he's in town. And please be sure and say hello. Tell him you heard about it. I can't get you a discount. But if you say hello, he might say hello back. He can be a little cantankerous, Alan. Uh, and then what else is happening? Christella's hitting me up. We're going to have a burger. Maybe I can get her to do the show. We'll see what we can see. Um... I think I told you yesterday that that movie that I auditioned for the priest part for was actually directed by a friend of mine that I figured that put that puzzle piece together on Sunday, so that was satisfactory to me. Uh, I've had two fun days of jujitsu this week and looking forward to three more. Uh, I hope you're all well. And now, and now, and now it's time for Seize the Day. You're going to seize tomorrow, David. Yeah, well, it's never too late to seize whatever day you're involved in at the time. But right now, we're going to seize the day, and that's today. So here we go. Seize the day, and we're getting close to the end of Seize the Day 5, although we got a little bit uh, a little bit more uh, to go. And we do have Seize the Day 6 and 7 waiting in the rings. Wings? Rings. Uh, today's Seize the Day is from John Fuglesang, a comedian stand-up comedian. Uh, You never know what you're capable of until you start horrifying yourself and leaping, expecting the net to appear. Wow. Um, I don't remember, I don't, I don't recommend uh, leaping before you look. I recommend looking before you leap. And if you're going to need a net, I would make sure that there is a net before you do your leaping. But that's me. What do I know? What do I know? I've been in this little uh, tiny office full of toys for more than a year now. I hope uh, I'll see you all tomorrow. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. Uh, Take care of each other. Thank you for taking care of me. And uh, (laughs) sweet dreams, sweet princes of wherever you are.